This episode was brought to you by Amis Clothing, Amis Official underscore on Instagram, a brand for ambitious minds who elevate their success, hustle for what they desire, and never settle for less. Ambitious minds elevate success, A-M-E-S, Amis Clothing, check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, Eman. And it's your boy, Mo. And today we are recapping, lightweight recapping, the first round of the NBA playoffs and going into these conference semifinal matchups. You ready to do this, Mo? Let's get it. Let's go. All right, Mo, welcome back. Man, yes, what a first round of the NBA playoffs. I yes, honestly, sir. I don't think I've been this excited about a first round in a long time. It was a really good first round, man. Really good first round. We had some great series. Uh, first and foremost, man, shout out to the New York Knicks for winning their first playoff series in over a decade. Uh, you know, that was that was definitely huge. You know, the NBA is always better when, you know, the Knicks are relevant. Um, you know, I, I definitely feel like we were robbed during that uh, Suns-Clippers series with all the injuries due to, uh, yeah. to the Clippers. Kind of yeah. feel like that that series might have gone the distance if the Clippers were were fully healthy. But um, or even if just Kawhi was healthy. right, even if Kawhi was healthy, yeah, exactly. Um, fuck the Memphis Grizzlies first and foremost. I'm glad we got their front running fraudulent asses up out of there. You know, whoop that trick, get them, whoop that trick, get them. You know, had to put that out there. But the uh, the series of the first round was easily Kings and Warriors. I mean, god damn, bro, that was a man heavy weight bout man both teams were throwing haymakers at each other with each other with each other team responding on the opposition's home court uh De'Aaron Fox uh is a stud he definitely has a bright future yep. uh, well, he definitely has a bright future ahead of him but Steph man Oof, wow man what yeah, a performance man. last night bro that was a master class, bro, to the man. highest degree. What a performance, in the words man. Of, in the words of Mark Jackson, mama, there goes that man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I mean, champions, cha- you, you, that's what champions do, man. Champions yeah. respond in those types of moments. You know, again, much respect for the Kings. Uh, you know, they definitely want to push over. They definitely didn't oh, lay, yeah. down, lay down. Uh, yeah. You know, they started up 2-0, and you know, but I don't really think there was any panic in the Warriors being down 2-0. Uh, but they, they gave they gave the Warriors a series, man, which I was really... They definitely did. Really impressed. And, you know, they are, were honestly a Harrison Barn three away from have, we're having a different conversation right now. So oh, for sure. <laughs> Mike Brown did <laughs> that it. That would end the series right there. <laughs> right. Mike Brown, you know, definitely deserving of the first ever unanimous Coach of the Year award. Yeah. Uh, he deserved it. Uh, I don't think anybody took the Kings seriously at the start of the year back in September. I think we all knew that they were going to be marginally improved, but we probably felt like, okay, if they were to uh, 
be in the conversation of the postseason play. It'd probably be more of a play-in. I don't mm. think anybody thought they would be a, a, a top three seed, um, but they're good. They, they've stayed relatively healthy over the over the course of the season. Very well coached. Um, again, De'Aaron Fox is a stud. Uh, Malik Monk uh, was definitely a, a, a welcome addition. I just think that they need to get a uh, they need to get a little bit more physical. They need to get a little bit more tougher. I feel like they were soft uh, in, in some moments against against the Warriors in the first round. So they're going to have to really address um, that five spot in the offseason. But, uh, but other than that, man, the future is bright uh, in yeah. Sacramento. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I need to preface this entire episode. Before we go into the second round, I need to send my apologies to Jimmy Butler for one. <laughs> I do apologies too. to Jimmy Butler because <laughs> I had I had the Bucks sweeping the heat. I think we both did. we both we both I had the Bucks both sweeping did. the heat, or at least um, a gentleman sweep. Yeah. So, apologies to Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Um, hey, should man. never have counted Jimmy Butler out. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: Is that one of the best playoff performances that you've ever seen, regardless it's, of round? It, it's got to be. It's got to be. Um, not as I wouldn't I wouldn't put it as high as Giannis uh, in the finals a couple of years ago. Um, I wouldn't put it as high as Shaq um, on the on the Lakers. Um, what was it? Two thousand? Was that two thousand one? Two thousand two? basically in that that three peat, the two thousand yeah. to two thousand two three peat. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely up there. Um, yeah. especially when pretty much everybody counted them out. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Yeah. Um. So apologies to Jimmy Butler and apologies <laughs> to the Kings. Yes. Um, I did have the Warriors winning in five. Yeah. I said the Warriors. I, I was. I said I was tempted to. Uh, call it a sweep, <laughs> but um, at the same time, I did say uh, that I could see it going six or seven games, and you know, luckily, going seven games, um, I had all the faith in the world in the Warriors because of the because of their experience. Um, again, as you should have, as you should. Harrison Barnes was the only. Uh, experienced player on the Kings and even him like after after he missed that shot in game five he just disappeared right like you didn't see him right. in game six you didn't see him yep. in game seven he was so, he was gone you uh, had to put an APB out it was Tra- Trey Lyles and um, Terrence Davis took pretty much took his minutes right so, right but um but yeah apologies to them uh De'Aaron Fox, Clutch Player of the Year. Right. Um, and he pretty much showed why in that first round. Right. Uh, and uh, like you said, Coach uh, Mike Brown, Coach of the Year, deservingly so. Um, and but yeah, I, I, I just got to repeat what you said. They, the future is bright in Sacramento. Right. If yeah. they could, if they could work on their defense, Right. Um, get some kind of defensive 
defensive presence, just someone someone who could command it. Like honestly, if you if you switch Draymond with Harrison Barnes, that's a completely different team. Right. Um, and before when I as I close this out, as I close this part out, fuck Demonis Sabonis. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> Lost so much respect for him. Um, I, no, I, I so mean, I come on, bro. Are... Somebody, if somebody fucking stomps on your fucking chest, are you really trying to shake hands? If if you if you grab their ankle. Are you, am I not gonna? If someone grabs my ankle, am I not gonna stop on their chest? <laughs> hey, listen, he's he's salty and rightfully so. I mean, so I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. No, I I get it. I get it. But at the same time, like in a series where you yourself are flopping and grabbing and holding. Oh yeah, and he was doing a lot of that doing shit. doing every dirty trick in the book. Yeah, like. And, and I know Draymond is not one to talk about sportsmanship, right? But but would it be would it be any different if if Steph was the one who called it out? Yeah. Would it be any different if Clay was the one that called it out? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, the... at some point you got to call a spade a spade. I mean, yeah, yeah, Draymond, you know, he's known for his extracurriculars and you know his antics, but I think I think he. He's earned enough respect in this league to call shit how he sees it. And he sees it both sides. I mean, he knows very well. He knows what he did, but then he also seen it from other sides. So I feel like, you know, you got to call it how you see it because he's judged on a a different standard. I mean, it's mostly because of his reputation, but, you know, we're we're speaking on the, in the art of competition and just what's fair. You gotta call it both ways, regardless of player yeah. or, or, or player exactly. rep. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't even the not shaking hands that I was alluding to when I when I mentioned that I lost respect for him. It was it was all the dirty it was all the dirty shit that he was doing. Right. Like I, and I mean I get it. You know, players players play dirty, but then when you play dirty and you're a crybaby about it. <laughs> I mean, Come one last on. thing about the Kings, man. I just shout out to that rook, uh, King and Murray. I didn't, I didn't realize how good yeah. he was, but he's really solid. Doesn't play like a rookie. Plays very poised. Plays under control. Didn't really seem to get rattled, rattled out mm-hmm. there. The moment wasn't too big for him. So it'll, I, I'm interested to see his next step, his next ele- elevation as a player, uh, to see if he can grow into a consistent third third piece for the Kings because he, he's a really yeah. good player. I will I will say he had a great rookie year. Um, I'm going to hold my reservations for his uh, future because he reminds me of Harrison Barnes. Oof. So he... I, That's I, interesting I, comp. Do tell. So I feel like... I, I don't know. I just feel like he's... Uh, He's that complimentary piece on a young and up-and-coming team. But then I feel like he's just one of those players who's going to have a sophomore slump because he's because he can't find any kind of consistency. Um, I, I'm sure he knows his role by now, but at the same time, like, is he going to be okay with that role? Because coming from college, when you're... What was it the number? What was he, the number four pick? Or I think he went pick? fourth overall. Yeah. 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 As a, as a number four pick, you're you're used to being a big dog. On you know the big dog on campus, 
and right. now now you're coming into a team where you're the third option right and so and that's third option at best because yeah. sometimes you might even be the fourth option right Malik Monk on the floor right so um, well I mean but we'll see I hope I hope the best for him in the future but definitely a bright spot on that Kings team yeah, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of him that kind of reminds me of Harrison Barnes, unless he unless he like somehow just it's like a mean streak, right? <laughs> some kind some kind of dog in him that shows, shows that kind of shows that kind of attitude. Then yeah, but yeah, let's get into this second round, man. Let's the second do it. round is going to be just as exciting as the first round, yes. or at least on paper. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like how. Um, our boy Jordan Robinson mentions that you know the was it the um, the second round of the NFL playoffs is his favorite round, right? Same thing, same thing for me in the NBA playoffs because I feel like these are the teams that should be going at it. These are the teams and the 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 level of play the competition level of play in the second round the the teams are matched up a lot more evenly yeah um, I would agree because they got rid of you know that first round all the all the people who got lucky in the first round basically and then mm. the the pretenders if you will right um, for the most part but let's go ahead and start out east um, that. It would have been the one four matchup, but is actually the five eight matchup now. <laughs> the Knicks and the Heat yep. game one yesterday um, on Sunday at the, that was an early game. I didn't even realize that that game had ended by the time I started watching the Warriors. Game. Yeah, that was a ten a.m. start. Um, yeah. Heat ended up taking uh, game one by a score of one hundred eight to one hundred one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle did not play. Um, right. Jimmy Butler did play and did get hurt uh, in that in late in that game. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I hear, uh, well, reports I should say are saying that he's questionable, but I think he's going to play. Yeah, um, I think so too. Um, it looked kind of bad, but yeah, um, yeah, I. I I couldn't imagine uh, Jimmy sitting out. Um, no, just just his character. I couldn't imagine sitting him out. But um, like he's man, this matchup, this this brings me back to the nineties, man. Yeah, dude, Alonzo Mourning versus Larry yeah. Johnson. <laughs> oh, this this is yeah. this matchup brings me back. I, yeah. I hope. I hope that he wear the uh, the throwback jerseys too. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. But um, yeah, I got this is probably one of the harder uh, matchups for me, other than the um, the one that we'll get to later between our teams. Yeah. But um, other than that, I think this is one of the hardest matchups to kind of gauge um, because the Heat are 
the Heat and Nick are pretty similar teams in that yeah. they play a lot of defense. Yeah. Um, the three-point shooting is kind of spotty. The Knicks have right. a, a little more consistency when it comes to three-point shooting. But right. at the same time, like they're both like hard-nosed, blue-collar teams. And yeah, scrappy. Their organiz- and their organizations just have a history against each right. other. So yeah. it's like a pretty, it's a pretty storied rivalry. Um, at least over the last, like, what is it? 30 years now yeah that the heat 30 plus years that the heat have been in existence right um i the way i see it i so the knicks um had a good matchup and momentum against cleveland Mm. they do have they did have a little rest after um the cleveland series so like you said julius randall um didn't play game one, but he's looking like he's going to be playing game two. Um, yeah. Miami's taking momentum into the series. One game one. Um, they're actually hitting their threes. Right. Um, so <laughs> more apologies. Apologies to Max Struess and Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot is going to depend on Jimmy and Jimmy Butler and uh, Julius Randle's health right in this series um but assuming they do play and are you know as as effective as they usually are i got the heat winning in six um i just even though the knicks to me have more firepower i feel like they're just a little less experienced and you and so even though they have their culture down, I I still feel like they kind of lack identity. Okay. And, okay. And I think and I think Jimmy's the best. Jimmy Butler is the best player in the series. And yeah. He has that. He has that kind of dog in him where he's like, Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let my team lose. Um, yeah. And he kind of showed that in the first round too. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm looking at things a little bit differently. I think. Um, I think these teams are so evenly matched um, from a basically by style of play. I would go as far as personnel is concerned because, like you see, you already touched on the Knicks. Um, you know, do have slightly better talent than the Miami Heat do, but as far as you know, scrappiness and defensive mindset, defense first. Um, kind of that throwback uh style of play uh you know they're they're, they're they match up well in that regard um but i like the knicks in seven i like the knicks in seven because i just feel like um their defense when it's all said and done their defense will is the is what's going to be a key for them uh to win this series as well as um, hitting open, consistent shots. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to disrespect Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's an all-time great player. He's just one of those players that seem to play better in the playoffs, uh, saves his best ball for the playoffs. And you've been seeing it consistently for the last three years now. But part of me kind of questions, okay, can he keep this up? You know, because he's not a he's not a, a spring chicken by any means, uh, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So my question is, can he continue to sustain this hard, um, this 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 rap 
toward pace that he's on, I should say, and if he and to see if he won't crash out. You know, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm the Knicks, my defensive philosophy is quite simple. I'm going to continue to let Jimmy do what he does, but I'm gonna let everybody I'm gonna have I'm gonna make everybody else beat me. They don't really have a legit second guy. I mean, you could you could give that to Bam, but he's not I don't really see him as a offensive focal point. He's yeah. more their defensive anchor. I mean, yeah, I know he's hovering around 18, 19 points um, uh, a game in the regular season. He's average a double-double. But offensively, I, I, I think he, he's he's not a player that I feel like, okay, you can dump the ball into and be like, hey, bam, get us get a, get us a bucket. I mean, when the game's on the line, that's, that's Jimmy Butler's number right. that's being called, you know? So Bam's your second player, second best player, I should say. I, I like my chances from if I'm the New York Knicks. I'm definitely gonna try to make him beat me, and hope and let my my defense and see if I can hit timely open shots in my bench uh, yeah. lead me to victory. Uh, you know, I do I do think defensively these teams are so well coached that it will be that kind of like. Throwback, slugfest. That's why I like it going seven. But um, that, that that's all depends on you know Brunson's health and uh, and Julius Randle's health. So if those guys are available or in the lineup, I, I definitely like the Knicks' chances to win. I just think they have just a little bit more going uh, talent wise uh, than the Miami Heat does. Um, they just gotta they just gotta lock in. And I think they'll be all right. Yeah, um, a couple, a couple. You made you made some uh, really good points. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, and you're right, Bab's not a bucket getter, but he does have a little bit of playmaking in him. Um, yeah, where I feel like he he can be utilized. <sighs> In a more playmaking role. Yeah, that's true. They run a lot. They they run a lot offense offensively through Bam. So that is true. And then with and I'm not gonna disrespect their three point shooting again like I did last round. (laughs) But um, when you got Kevin Love out there and Max Strus is hitting, and then you have um, I mean Duncan Robinson. He shown I mean he hasn't been used all year. Right. But then all of a sudden, uh, what was it? Games two. In game two, he had like 20 points. Right. Um, stayed ready. Um, shout out to Duncan Robinson because that's not easy to do when you're right. not even in the rotation for a season, and then all of a sudden you're asked to be ready and be called upon to to be a shooter and knock down your shot in rhythm. Right. Uh, you know, in the playoffs. But um, when you got when you got him that can go off uh, at any time. Um, and I like the Heat's depth just a little bit more. Um, if the Knicks can get quickly going, then uh, they'll, they'll then they'll have a really good shot, yeah, um, at, at winning the series. But um, as is right now, I like the Heat's depth over the Knicks' depth. Yeah, it's definitely um, one of those series that can go either way. So. For sure, for sure, definitely. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven games. Yeah, I'm just picking the the Heat in six because if I go, if it goes seven games, that yeah. favors the Knicks because of the Heat. Yeah. you know, just 
came off of playing really and then now right. all of a sudden they're back into it yeah uh the other east matchup eastern conference matchup the sixers and the celtics we had game one today philly yeah. stole game Jesus. one today without and B. so disappointed in the boston celtics bro bro i am too but i gotta give props to james harden man um just put the team on his shoulders uh and i literally like just 20 minutes before we started recording i was uh i was on my phone and i saw on ig um at the end of the game you know the sixers team was like all celebrating and everything yeah i saw that james harden comes in you go get to the get into the locker room yeah get back there it's just one game we only won one game like Bro, that's leadership because yeah. he's been there before. Right. And he's like, he's like, nah, don't get too, don't get too high on this one win yeah. because we still got three more to get in right. this series. We still got, we still got some work to do. Yeah. And we don't know if if Joel Embiid's gonna be back next game. Yeah. Um, or at know, all, there any any part of the series. Exactly. So. You don't, you don't know. You want to make sure that you, you know, you stay even killed. You know. Keep the keep the pulse of the keep the pulse of the team. Uh, yeah. and James Harden showed some leadership there, so yeah. Uh, shout out to him. But um, yeah, a lot. I was gonna, <laughs> so I have some notes here that I was taking earlier, and I was I was getting ready to say that a lot of this series is gonna depend on Embiid's health. Yeah, <laughs> and then they win today without <laughs> Joel Embiid. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> is that really? But. Um, what I was gonna say is, is James Harden gonna take over uh, like he did in Houston? And yeah. I mean, he showed today that he can. I don't know if that's sustainable in a seven-game series against the Celtics. Right. At the same time, the Celtics got to make their adjustments. Um, right. Which I do think they will, but um, I don't know. It just seems like from what was it the all-star break to the end of the season and going right. into that first round against the hawks i don't, I don't know there's a, it's like it's like there's a fire that died um not died but like slowly dimmed in jalen brown and jason tatum yeah where they're not like the killers that they were last year yeah or even or even to start this season like yeah they they most likely both of them are going to be all nba this year but um it's going to be tough uh that the unsung hero from that celtics and Hawks series uh in my opinion and really for the uh for the entire year has been Derek White. Uh mm-hmm. dude's dude's been solid. Yeah, um, he has been. And on both ends of the floor, I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be the X Factor again mm-hmm. in this series. Um that being said, I'll take the Celtics in seven because I think they're eventually gonna get back to their defensive principles to help them out when their offense is struggling. Right. I, I agree. Uh, the Celtics aren't nearly as good defensively as they were last year. Like last year, right. they were really playing some elite defense. They were they're still the number they're, one. Right. 
<laughs> they're still they're still good defensively. Don't get me wrong, but they're not at the level they were um, with Imi Udoka was their head coach. Yeah. But this is this is the, tonight's game was a letdown. I, I I'm not pressing the panic button. I still like the Celtics to win the series, but I I, I think for the Boston's um, sake, I mean this is this is your chance to kind of just run through the rest of the East, you know, yeah. like you're the most talented team left in the conference. You don't have to worry about um, going through Milwaukee. Uh, you are going to have home court advantage, obviously, in the next round and going into the finals should you win the East. You just need to wake up and realize that we're the most talented players or players. Of, what I mean is you're the most talented team you're better than the Philadelphia 76ers. You're going to have to go out and show it. I mean, the these numbers were absurd. I mean, they shot over, what was it, 58% from the field. They shot over 40% uh, from the from the behind the arc, and they still lost. <laughs> like, that's that's crazy to me. Like, okay, gra- granted, James Harden had an all-time game. He, he turned back the clock. Uh, it was... It was reminiscent to when he was still a Houston Rocket, but you can't lose to this team at home. You can't, man. You got to send a message. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we've seen in, in, in previous playoffs series, uh, you know, going back, when you're the underdog and you still game one on the road, that's going to make you more confident. And the longer... You longer the team that you that's supposed to be beaten continues to play with the team that's that they're that they're supposed to lose to, and they continue to get confidence. That that's what makes for a longer series. So, uh, having said that, I still like the Celtics. Uh, I'm gonna say Celtics in six. I think they'll get their act together. And I think they'll ultimately show why they're the better team. Um, yeah, I'm. I've felt this way. I would feel this way even if Embiid was was fully healthy. I just feel like uh, Boston's the better team. Um, and uh, no disrespect for to Philly, they just ran into uh, ran into a a bad matchup. But yeah, uh, not discounting. Not not. I think Philly will still make it. Uh, still make it a series. But um, I I do like. Boston Celtics because they got the two best players in the series in Jalen Brown and uh, you are right about something their body language would seem a little bit off tonight so that needs to be addressed in the film session and they just honestly they just off and on shit they 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 can't really rely on their talent uh, I mean I think everybody knows that they're the, they're the better team from a talent standpoint they just gotta go out and show it yeah it's uh Philly's credit today they only had six turnovers. Um, yeah. I think that's an that's an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, definitely a one off. So I, I don't think they're gonna go more games with only single digit turnovers. Right. Um, and it's not like Boston. I mean, so they had sixteen turnovers, but it's not like they had it, their their turnovers were just it, it was bad timing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Coming out west, let's start with that one four matchup the Nuggets and the Suns. This is, this is gonna be an exciting, um, 
it's gonna be an exciting matchup for the simple fact that it's like where's the defense gonna come from (laughs) (laughs) i know right yeah uh what are your thoughts on this matchup yeah I i went back and forth um on this match bro because you know respect to the denver nuggets but i don't think anybody necessarily fears them i think they respect them i think a lot of teams respect them but i don't really feel like they put fear in teams like say uh right a a laker team does or a, a golden state warriors team does or a motivated boston celtics team does i don't I don't, I don't really see that when I, when it comes to uh, the Denver Nuggets, but they're still a great team. Um, they got great balance. Uh, I'm really happy that uh, Jamal Murray has bounced back uh, from that ACL injury. Uh, he's really been playing some amazing ball this entire year, uh, and they're good. Yeah, they're good, man. I mean, they got the, they got their two stars in Jokic and Murray. But they have great complimentary pieces um, in the starting lineup as well as coming off their bench. Uh, Phoenix, on the other hand, uh, KD is could be argue, could be an argument could be made that KD is the best player on either team, best player on the floor. Uh, the thing that concerns me the most about uh, the Suns is that they are extremely top heavy. And if I'm Monty Williams, I don't want to play Devin Booker, Chris Paul, uh, Kevin Durant. I don't want to play. I don't want them to play 45 plus minutes um, for us to win games, especially with Chris Paul, who has an extensive injury history and is in his especially late 30s, right? And is in his late 30s. Yeah. Plus. Um, Devin Booker, who's still a young pup, but he's had injuries in the past. And KD, you know, coming off, well, not coming off, but he's had major injuries before um, in the past with uh, whether it would be an MCL sprain or uh, the Achilles tear. Uh, So that's what really concerns me about the Suns is... What who who on their bench is going to step up and give them good minutes, right. you know, and the over reliance on the three stars too is mm-hmm. that that that's a piece that Monty Williams is going to have to figure out. And honestly, if the Suns are going to have any shot at winning this series, DeAndre Ayton has to play a lot better than what he did. Game one, he was soft oh, as yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Soft as shit. I'm like, bro, you are seven foot one. You bitched and moaned in the offseason about wanting to get traded. You got your bag. You got your bag. Now just go out and hoop. Like, yeah. play like a seven footer. Like, regardless of how <laughs> you feel about the Phoenix Suns and DeAndre and Aiden, like, he can, he matches up well with the Joker, bro. Yeah. He, he does. really does. He does. So I think. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. All right. Yeah. So I think uh, I think this gonna go. This goes at least six. When I'm gonna say Denver in a, in, in six games. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I, I just like, think I, they're. I, I, I'm not gonna go against that. I, I, yeah. I like that. I like that. I just game. think their depth 
their depth and they got a better collection of of players like right if that makes sense like the suns might sure. be quote unquote more talented but i think that the denver nuggets have the better collection of talent uh they're more they are more they have more cohesion they're more together so i i, I like the i like the denver nuggets to win this series in the in, in six games so I lied. I will go against that, but um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not hating that uh, that answer. Um, like so, like we said when we first started um, talking about the matchup, for me, this series is gonna come down to who plays better defense, right? Um, and who can rebound the ball and take care yeah. of the ball. Because um, yesterday, Jokic he had a horrible scoring game. Yeah. But he rebounded the shit out of the ball. Yes, he did. Um, and he punked DeAndre <laughs> Like, made him look like a little boy in this schoolyard yeah. type punk. Um, and Jamal Murray, like we, like he's mentioned, he was balling. Um, he reminded me of Bubble Jamal Murray. Yeah. Um, he, he reminded me of and I think he reminded the whole NBA fan world of why people were were even comparing him to um, Steph and saying, oh, who's better, Steph or Jamal Murray, during the bubble season, because obviously because Steph wasn't there. Because <laughs> Steph wasn't in the bubble, um, our team sucked that year. That was, Remember that was the year we had D'Angelo Russell and they right. traded him for Wiggins. We only won yeah. 15 games, um, so we didn't even make it to the bubble. But yeah, um, yet yeah, I think the biggest X factor is going to be just who you said, um, DeAndre, and I think it's going to be because he needs to embrace his role. Yeah, and be okay with being that third or fourth option, right? Um, and he just needs to—he just really—he just needs to focus on rebounding. Just and like you said, just be a big man, be a seven footer, right? Right. Be a threat, be a vertical spacing threat, right? And rebound the ball, right? That's really all he has to do. He doesn't have to do anything extra out outside of yeah. it. When you have a playmaker like Chris Paul, who, yeah, who can shoot and score, um, you have. Kevin Durant, arguably the best scorer in the history of the NBA, um, in terms of getting a shot, and you know, probably the most talented player in the history of the NBA. And then you have Devin Booker, who, and KD and Devin Booker, both are playmakers and right. shot bucket getters. You know, they they could score with the best of them. Um, that's gonna leave you open for shots. Right and for for you know for dunks at the rim or for easy right. layups or whatever right. it is, oh they'll find because it. of the yeah because of the attention that they draw. Right. Um, we speak about gravity with Steph. We'll probably hit on that again later, but we speak up. We speak about that gravity. You have that gravity with not maybe not to the same degree, but you have that with Booker and uh, KD. Right and. Like I said, it's gonna come back, come down to who plays better defense. Who's gonna who's going to defend Kevin Durant? Right. Um, you're gonna have obviously you're gonna throw uh, Aaron Gordon at him. You'll probably have Bruce Brown take a couple 
you know, reps on them. Um, who they got off the bench? Uh, can't remember his name, but um, they, like you said, I do like Denver's depth in, in this matchup, but I think the star power is just a little too much. And granted, KD. So I got the Suns in six, but in order for that habit. For that to happen, KD has to be the best player in the series. I agree. Um, and again, he is on paper. He's he arguably is. Um, I mean, you are going against a two-time, might be three-time MVP in Jokic. Right. right. But, but if KD it plays like the best player in this series, then I got the Suns winning in six. Right. I can see it. I can definitely see it. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, I mean, I'd rather see the if the Warriors move on, I'd rather see the Nuggets. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to the marquee <laughs> matchup of the second round. Ah, man, I can't <laughs> wait till tomorrow night, man. Honestly, bro, it it it, it sucks that this had to be in the second round. This in in, yeah. in, in other years, if the seating was better. This should really this be, should be the, the conference finals. Conference finals, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This definitely but, should have been the conference finals. Yep. But here we are, man. Uh, Bay versus LA. Uh, man, I'm, I'm I'm super excited. Just as a basketball fan, uh, yeah. first and foremost, man, this is this is this is great, man. As just just as a fan of basketball, man, this is a. Uh, a lot of pedigree, uh, a lot of legacy, uh, a lot of a lot of great basketball moments and his, his historical moments. Uh, it's it's going to be a great matchup, man. Uh, you know, top to bottom, you know, obviously the Warriors' guard play is there is you know their be- bread and butter butter, and you know that that's definitely advantage y'all against the Lakers. Um, y'all have obviously that's not debating you have the better guard play um, what I'm looking for um, as far as keys for the Lakers to win the series I'm looking for a couple different things I'm looking for how we <laughs> <laughs> well first let me start off by saying that this is a completely different Laker team as we've already said I mean they've been playing some incredible balls since pretty much the tread, the tread deadline um we finally know who we are. We have an identity. We've been defending at a high level. Um, you know, Braun was able able to back bounce back uh, from that that um, foot injury, and AD's been able to stay on the floor. Uh, the trades that we made definitely gave us a um, gave gave us some some new life. And uh, our defense against the Grizzlies in the first round was was pretty special. Was pretty elite. And uh, I think that'll carry over to the next series. Uh, defensively, I feel like obviously we're going to give y'all a, a much better fight than, than what the Kings did. The Kings weren't even trying to defend y'all. Like I think that we're going to we're we're, we're going to actually get down and, and guard y'all. Um, you know, obviously, it's thirty is is going to be the main focal point. On our whiteboard, um, how do you how do you how do you contain him? 
But um, as far as my matchups, as far as my keys, rather, uh, AD, 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 AD. Uh, he was special on both ends of the floor against Memphis, and we'll need that same type of effort in production against you guys. Um, yeah. He cannot, I repeat, he cannot get outplayed, out-hustled, out-rebound by Kevon Looney. No disrespect to Kevon Looney. He plays incredibly hard. He plays the right way. He sacrifices uh, he, he sacrifices so much and he just knows his role. He's the perfect type of player that you want, especially on a championship team. But AD, goddammit, you cannot let Kavon Looney outplay you. Like, again, no disrespect to Kavon, but AD is the more talented player. So he's going to have to double, he's going to, not, not double team, he's going to have to dominate that matchup. Do not get out-rebound by Kavon Looney. You go at him every chance that you get. Don't wait for the double. Get him in foul trouble. Keep him off the glass, especially offensively. If AD does that, then I like our chances. Now we're going to go to the others. Um, I'm talking about Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Rui Hashimura off the bench, uh, Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Uh, we are going to really need those guys, those four guys, to hit open shots. Um, you know, our, our three-point shooting uh, is getting a little bit more consistent. Um but yeah, if we're gonna if we're if we're able to beat Shaw, it's gonna be because of two things: we were able to rebound the ball, we were able to get stops, and we were able to hit open shots. Um, LeBron is LeBron. I'm not concerned about him. Uh, I just need the others to step up. At first, I said Lakers in seven, but then I realized, okay, we do not want to go back and chase for game seven because we might get blown out. So if we're going to go, if we're <laughs> going to really go for it, we're going to send the defending champions at home. So I'm saying it right now, Lakers in six. All right. All right. Um, and as I expected, <laughs> uh, uh, man. So first of all, Curry is, and we've been saying it all year. We've been saying it for the last hour of the mini years decade whatever it is curry is one of one um and that performance in game seven was just his so yeah historic but um man i like that just watching that game even remove remove the warriors from it and me being a warriors fan just watching Stephen Curry, if even if it was some other team, even even if he was a Laker, that performance in and of itself just made me want to play again. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, let me get on the playground because I, I can do the stuff that he's doing. Yeah, I can't, but <laughs> otherwise I'd be in the league. But yeah. I mean, no, nah, it was it was just amazing. And you mentioned Kevon Looney. I got five on it. <laughs> Man. So, pound for pound, I think Looney is arguably the best rebounder in the league. Pound for pound. I mean, he um, was along with rebound numbers like he was Rodman in that first room. Right. So, along with, along with Jokic, 
pound for pound, he's the, I mean, 6'9", 222. Um, not really super athletic. Um, Jokic is 6'11", yeah. but he is 284, so that kind of balances that out. Yeah. But um, what I didn't know until uh, one of my friends posted in our uh, group chat was Looney is the 38th highest paid center. They did mention that on the teleclass yesterday. So there's 37 centers being paid more than Kavon Looney. There's 30 teams, 30 NBA teams, and he's 38th. So that means that there's bench centers being paid higher than him. Yeah. Um, that's just, I mean, for our listeners, let that sink in. Yeah, because this dude is on a bargain contract, and he's just, um, he he's just crazy. He's one of those players that you just love to have, um, regardless of what team you you just got. What no matter what team you root for, you root for a guy like Luke. Um, Absolutely. Going that's it. Going into this matchup, Lakers uh, present a lot of problems for the Warriors um and not that I'm scared but I would have much rather seen the Grizzlies than the Lakers in this round (laughs) um in in terms of path to a championship (laughs) um in terms of entertainment value this is the matchup we've been waiting for for almost our whole lives I think the last time we saw this matchup in our lifetime was 91 when uh-huh. um, Magic was still in the league. Right. And it was you guys beating us. Um, I think it was three games to one in the first yep. round. Yeah. Uh, it was five game series back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the some of the problems that uh, that I, that kind of concerned me um, are. For one, your guys' length, especially right. on that, uh, especially on that first, you know, that started fire. Um, AD being a skilled big man—that's something that we tend to have problems with. Um, the Warriors, we as in the Warriors, that's something that we tend to have problems with. Um, and if AD, um, like you mentioned, if he if he plays like he did against Memphis. This is gonna be, it's gonna be tough to uh, see my Warriors winning. Um, yeah. If he plays like that consistently, yeah. and then um, another thing that you hit on was your guys's depth. Uh, I like your guys's depth against us. It's just it's before you guys. Um, it's it's something that we're gonna have to try to overcome because, especially coming off of a seven game series, you know where it went to game seven and then. Our starters played most of that game. Um, they would have played the whole fourth quarter if they needed to. Right. Steph basically averaged, I think it was like 40-something minutes uh, per game in, in that series. Um, that's why I'm kind of scared if this goes seven games. Yeah. Um, but I have it going seven games. I have the Warriors uh, winning in seven games. Um of course, because of the home court advantage, and right. um, I do. So I do think that you guys are going to defend us hella better than the Kings did. Oh yeah. Um, 
but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a different type of it's gonna be a different type of defense that you guys are gonna have to play because with the Grizzlies, it was pretty easy. It was it was way more predictable what they right. were gonna do. Um, right. With with the Warriors, you guys have to defend not only on ball, but you guys have to defend off ball too. Right. Curry and Clay are way more dangerous without the ball than they are with the ball. Yeah, um, and that's what concerns me the most. I mean, yeah, our our defense is is playing really well right now. We're gelling, uh, but Steph and Clay, though that that's what concerns me because the, you got they, those two guys are both flame flamethrowers, and yeah. once either one of them gets gets hot. It's it's over with. So we're gonna have to really our three point our three point uh, defense is is going to be key. Mm-hmm. How we defend the three sure. is going to be very very important, man. And I think honestly that decides the series. Yeah, well, one definitely. Of, definitely decides and the series. What what you guys are gonna have to do is you guys are gonna have to be okay with giving up two pointers. Yeah. Um, even if they're easy two pointers, if they're layups, yeah. dunks, whatever it is, um, you'll you'll have to be okay with it because if you if it turns out that you guys are end up trading three for two, then that works in your favor. Right. Um, and honestly, if I, if I, if I was the Lakers, I'd be I'd be getting the ball out of Steph's hands. Um, yeah, and I have to making someone else be, making someone else beat me and. Even if it means double teaming him and leaving Draymond running a four on three, yeah. um, I, I'll take the, I'll take those chances because yeah. then you're banking on the three point percentage of someone else, or you're banking on Draymond making a layup. <laughs> um, yeah. And let's be real, I'd much rather have a Steph three than a Draymond layup. <laughs> but um. Uh, one other thing, one other problem that uh, you guys have is that you guys present for the Warriors is uh, Jared Vanderbilt's versatility. Um, yes, yes. Just, just the fact that both him and AD are going to be able to switch on to uh, Steph and yep. use their length against him. Yep. Man, that's gonna be that's gonna be an issue because it's not like yeah. he could just go around you guys, and it's not like he could just shoot over the top of you guys. Um, so that's that's gonna be um, a key thing to look out for. Um, right. X factors for us is gonna be Draymond and Looney and whoever else uh, is tasked to defend Anthony Davis. Um, and my other X factor for the Warriors is going to be will Jordan Poole's ass show up? <clears throat> yeah, he's been MIA. He he's been MIA for for that first series. Um, he had a couple. He had a few good possessions. He had one good floor game. I think it was in. I can't remember if it was game. I think it was in game five. He had a pretty good floor game. Um, he didn't shoot it well, but he still had a pretty good floor game. Um, and then. In the last three meetings against you guys, um, I only said the last three meetings because uh, the first one was before the trade. Uh, but the last three meetings, so the first one he went 11 for 25. Steph didn't play, so Jordan Poole started. Um, 
three for 13 in the second game and then three for 11 in the third game. Um, three for 11 in the third game off the bench uh, where we had pretty much a fully healthy starting lineup except Wiggins wasn't there. So we had uh, Dante DiVincenzo in the starting lineup for defensive purposes. Right. But I think Jordan Poole is due for some big games coming up. Um, yep. I think I think the Lakers are a better matchup for him to get going. Um, not saying anything bad about about your guys' defense, but right. um, I th- I just think that the Kings were way too athletic and strong for him. Yeah, um, I think you guys. Your guards are a little bit slower. Um, yeah. And so that's going to work in Jordan Poole's favor. Yeah. And just the fact that, I mean, LA got more hotties than Sack. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if any of them are sitting courtside, Jordan Poole's going to go off. <laughs> just just say, say it like it is. I mean, if he, if, if he you know, gets out of this funk and, and starts to play well. He he puts so much pressure on a defense uh, as that third consistent score. And honestly, it's yeah. even the best defense. It's hard to key in on three different guys that can give you that can explode for thirty at any given time. Right. It's really really hard. So it's like from a personnel standpoint, it's like okay, who are we okay with? Um, beating us do I let Clay get off do I let Steph get off or do I let J- Jordan Poole um, get off so they're going to have to make the Lakers from a defensive personnel standpoint are going to figure have to figure out okay who am I comfortable letting get off yeah, yeah. so having said that my X factors I got a couple so Austin Reeves Rui Hashimura, D'Angelo Russell, and lastly, Dennis Schroeder. Those four guys, those four guys are going to really play a big role should we should we end this series in six games, should we end up dethroning the champs. Uh, again, hit, hit, hit timely shots. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and mention the words defense and D'Angelo Russell in the same sentence because that's just <laughs> that, oh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if he can just if he can just hit some open shots like he did in Memphis, bro, I'll be happy. Um and can just control the pace of the game, do what he does well operating out of pick and roll situations. I'm fine with that. But as long as those four guys they come to play and hit open shots that'll be the deciding factor on whether or not we win this series or not so it's going yeah. to be great man it's going to be a really great series i think um you know it's going to be a lot of shit talking which is fine yeah. um and yeah man may, may the best team win may the best, may the best team, team win, win. i'm, I'm yeah. excited i'm nervous i'm anxious all the above yeah i was gonna say the biggest x factor for you guys at least in my opinion AD, um, does he come to play? Does he come? Does he 
play like he is the best big man in the game. Right. Which he very well could be and arguably is when he's motivated and yeah. healthy. Um, and your guys is shooting, whether it comes yeah. from the starting lineup or from the bench. Um, yeah. It, you're shooting. Um, and for, for our listeners, <laughs> when, when Mo made that crack about Delo's defense, I literally almost spit my water. I was just <laughs> like, drink, I almost spit all that water on my computer. So, <laughs> that was just, that was but yeah. if Delo can make those shots, though, he'll yeah. take a lot of pressure off of AD Definitely. and LeBron. Um, take a ton of pressure off. And, gotta, and playmaking, too. I mean, he's an underrated, yeah. he's an underrated playmaker. I think his, his scoring... Um, is obviously what he's known for and what he gets recognized for, but he's always been a, a, a an above average playmaker. So definitely, definitely uh, want to see him make plays for others while he's on the court. Yeah, push the we ball. Have fun with the series, though. Right? Yeah, push the ball. If, if you see it, get it up tempo. I don't want us to get into a sprint match with you all, but. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a great series, bro. I can't wait. For I sure. cannot wait. For sure, we gotta, um, we gotta, we gotta do a little better something, man. I think yeah. we should let our our listeners decide that. We should put up a <laughs> poll. All right, so. all right, for sure. We'll uh, we'll put a, we'll put up a poll on uh, IG and then see yes. what uh, see what. Or we'll do a we'll do a ask me on uh, yeah. IG and then see what uh what the what the punishment should be for the loser. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, other than that, um, I just there was uh, something that I missed in the beginning when we were. Uh, <laughs> I I just I have I have to get this out, but um. Talking about that Heat and Bucks series, um, to me it looked like Coach Buttonholder went back. He reverted back to his old habits. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not hard to get out coached by Eric Spolstra. Yeah. But we can, and this kind of ties in with the with the Lakers. But we can. It's it's glaringly obvious, at least to me, that Darvin Ham was the catalyst for the uh, for. The, the, the adjustments made during that championship run, right? Because now, ever since Darvin Ham left that team, ever since he left the Bucks, they have been. Buttonholes are just—I don't know what it is, but and people have been talking about it. Giannis was talking about it. I mean, why don't you have Giannis guarding Jimmy Butler? Right, you should have. I mean. All that length, defensive yeah. player of the year, right? MVP, like, come on now. Yeah. At least for some possessions, give Jimmy Butler a different look. Right. Um, just. I mean, yeah. no disrespect to to Drew Holiday, but he was getting cooked. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially when Jimmy Butler jumps so high on his jump shots. Right. Shooting right over Drew Holiday. And right. It's like clear as day uh, his vision to the basket right but yeah I just had to get that off my chest because <laughs> it was it was pissing me off I think I think the Bucks should let go of Coach Bud this offseason yeah I mean it sucks man I mean I definitely um, I definitely never want to see a coach lose his job but you know I definitely I heard um, 
I don't I don't like to make excuses, but I think this is probably what attributed to a, him, Coach Bud, not being there all mentally. But I, I don't know if you heard this, but his brother actually passed away Ooh. in a car accident during the series. I did not hear about that. Yeah, man. They 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 came that report came out shortly after that series wrapped up that his brother had passed in a car crash. Prayers out to his family. Definitely. So um I'd like to think that maybe that had something to do with it. No. Maybe. Um, but but we'll never know. I think it's uh yeah. And at the same time I think it's just I think it's just time for the Bucks and but to like part ways. Kinda like kinda like the Raptors and uh New Nurse. It was just I think it was just time. Yeah. But yeah. All right, and that's all we got for today. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of Killer Crossover Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Killer Crossover Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Emankoa at E M A N K O A and Mo. And you can find me on Mo as well at your boy Mo eighty seven. And we are out. Peace. Peace.